You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. to Health and Mana, the podcast where we talk to you about life as a gaming couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Josh Needham. And I'm Annabelle. Yeah, and you're Annabelle. <laughs> so welcome back to episode six. And we're going to jump right into it with uh, with the games we played this week. Switching up the format just a little bit. Um, figure we'll start off with uh, the games that we went through, which sadly I was lacking on this week. I couldn't think mm-hmm. of a good one to pick for my game. So we'll talk about the game you picked. Yay. Um, Terraria. <laughs> Yeah. 2D Minecraft type game Yeah. Uh, for those that haven't played it. But I'm pretty sure even people outside the gaming community are familiar with Terraria at this point. Yep. Um, And we did the overhaul mod. Yeah, we're running mods because mods are fun. Mm -hmm. And the overhaul mod adds a whole bunch of extra stuff. Like when you chop down trees, they actually fall. When you put a torch too close to something, you can accidentally burn half the world. Yep. Because (laughs) fire will catch and spread. I'm trying to think of some of the other things. I know I kept falling to my death a lot. Um, you do that a lot. On I do. Regular Terraria. I don't generally play much Terraria because yep. it's just it's not my kind of game. So I guess we'll you start need to get with you uh, a horseshoe. So my my perspective, yeah, <laughs> that too. So I stopped falling to my death. Yep. Um, I'll still fall. <laughs> I'll still fall, but I won't die when I hit in, impact the ground. I guess. Yep. Uh, I'll just leave a horseshoe shaped crater and then crawl my way out. <laughs> Um, there were some interesting things with the overhaul mod, like the ground shaking when uh, fallen stars hit the ground, because yep. I feel like they should. It kind of adds like the feeling of weight to objects in the game, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't played enough of base Terraria to know a lot of the different things that have changed. I like that the trees fall over. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I was entertained with that for like a good five, ten minutes of just chopping down trees and getting wood and going and trying to build a tree house. Yep. And then not and then realizing that I started my treehouse in a tiny tree and there was a giant tree next to it that I could have used and didn't. So then I kind <laughs> of abandoned my treehouse and we just went with the one that you started building and then tried making <laughs> it bigger. And I'm not an architect for someone who went to drafting for a year and a half for architecture. You'd think my designs would be better. <laughs> They're not. They're just garbage boxes in the sky. So well, I pretty much did boxes with uh, rocks on top of them. So box of rocks, <laughs> box of rocks. We didn't have a thunderstorm, so you didn't get to deal with that stress. I was like, oh, I'm at my home and it's raining. Yeah. Um, why is my house on fire? Yeah, <laughs> I, it's not something I had even thought of and it added a new element to it that I kind of liked. But I, like you said, we didn't have any thunderstorms or anything, so I didn't get to experience it because yep. I feel like. The idea of, oh, right, I built a shelter, but it's not, it's kind of like when we first figured out that you have to not only build the walls and roof of your shelter, but the interior walls. And I was like, wait, that's a thing you can do? And then when I found that out, I was like, yay, this is really cool. And then you build a shelter, you survive the evenings. Yep. Um, And realizing that, like, 
the thought of I built a wooden structure, I should probably cover the roof in stone so that lightning doesn't strike it and ignite it into a thousand degree flames <laughs> and look like I'm living on the sun. It's not something I ever had to think about. Yep. So it's just kind of one of those like, okay, well, I have material above my head and also material behind me and in front of me. So like, I'm safe. Everything is good now. Mm-hmm. Um, since we watch a lot of Happy Days, not the old sitcom show, but uh, Happy Days, the Let's Player. For those that aren't familiar with him, he's a, I want to say British, but living in Australia. I think he is Australian. He's got that like. He is Australian. I think. I, I don't know. I hate he, how hard I know it is he's to tell from the difference Australia. between the accents. Because so like, I believe he mentioned to Australia. But. Yeah, zero punctuation. Yeah, uh, Ben Yahtzee Croshaw is a British-born Australian living um, game reviewer, and I'm like, I don't know if his accent's more British or Australian, and I feel bad <laughs> about it. But uh, that's probably just because I'm not familiar with the culture and the lingo. Uh, either way, we were watching him, and I finally like. I don't know, something had clicked with looking at his building designs. And I was like, oh, for whatever reason, I never thought of these as like an open face. Like when you open a dollhouse kind of thing or a diorama of a model home. Yeah. So you can see the interior. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that made a difference in my head, but for some reason it did. <laughs> Not enough of a difference that I see myself going back and playing a lot of Terraria. But it was interesting. I feel like if we went into it with an intention of something... Like, hey, let's go and specifically do these couple things. I might be okay to, all right, well, these are the things we're going to do. This is the steps we have to take to get there. Because right now my only experiences in Terraria are I start, I have no goal, I get lost, I dig a lot, I die, I get bored. (laughs) Or I get into the game and someone who has been much more seasoned in Terraria than I have pops in and gives me a bunch of overpowered stuff that I didn't have to work for and I don't value it whatsoever because now I've broken the game and I am God and my drill will pierce the heavens, which is fun and all for a little while, but then I end up in the same path of like, I have no goals. I dig a lot. I die a lot. I get bored. Well, I did guide you around to fight the bosses and stuff. Yeah, it was still very like, let's go here. And then yeah. I already have the stuff to fight the boss. So like, I can't recreate. It's like bringing a man to fish. You know, if you, like, that's like that saying. If you build a man a fire, he'll be warm for the night. If you set a man on fire, he'll be warm for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I just set me ablaze. Yeah, I guess we would have to take uh, a leaf from Nye's book where she's like, all right. I will have my beefy character around your new character and I will do nothing but try and make it a little easier for you and guide you. Probably. I feel like if I had a better understanding of what needs to be done in Terraria, the things that I can craft, I might be better with it. But I'm very much more into like it it has to have a lot more story than what Terraria has for me to really get sucked into it. Yeah, you have to do what Happy Days does and make a story. Yeah, which he's very good at. Yep. Uh, I'm not so great at anymore. He did a whole fishing one. I think he actually did a few fishing ones where he would only use weapons he got from fishing crates or rewards from the fishing guy. So that's that's a very difficult one he did. (laughs) Yeah, see, I don't have that kind of like 
if I have more time on my hands, like, cause that's, I think a main thing that he does is those series. So he has time or sets time aside specifically for like, okay, story development, fleshing out characters, writing dialogue and planning his shots and everything else that's going to go into it. I'd love to like have him on AV underground sometime and just like pick his brain about the process <laughs> of making his videos, but I haven't sent him an email yet. So he probably doesn't even know we exist, but, um, yeah, he's definitely got a lot more time for that. I'm more of like, I don't have a whole lot of spare time outside of the three podcasts and whatever we're streaming yeah. to if I'm going to like get into a game and spend a lot of time in it, it has to have some substance to pull me in, which is why I got into ESO. It's why I'm getting back into Destiny Yeah, because Destiny 1, you remember, I'd get home from school and I'd be like, Jeff, hop in on Destiny. And we just hop into Destiny and play <laughs> yep. that for hours. It's like um, a kid from elementary school, but you were in college. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I miss those days. I miss being that sucked into a game is really what it is. Yep. Um, I wish that you had been sucked into it with me, but at the same time, like first person shooters are not really your thing. So no. it's kind of like we'll we'll get into that in a little bit because it's actually our topic for the day is uh, the life of two gamers when you try and like divide games I don't play with you and games that we do play together. Yep. So but we'll get into that. Yep. Um, I don't know. This is like the second time we've tried to maybe more than second. But there's like the second major time I can think of that we've tried to get time together just to play around in Terraria. Yep. Uh, say for the first time when uh, D from Microbrew Gamer has gifted it to me and I got it for the PS4 and we were both insanely frustrated because the controls are not intuitive whatsoever. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out what in the heck we were supposed to be doing and had to look up like a tutorial to figure it all out in the first place. Yep. I think if I had more free time, it'd be something that I could actually invest a lot of time into figuring out so that I would want to invest more time into it. But it's just one of those things that I have so little time right now that's free that it really has to pull me in right off the bat. Yeah. It's one of those like uh, with people that like Homestuck, the comic. Um, not video game related, but they're like, oh, yeah, the first entire chapter or book of Homestuck is just absolute garbage. But you have to get through it so you can get to the good stuff in series two. <laughs> I'm like. Why? Why would you put a full book of trash at the beginning so that I have to weave through that in order to get to the good stuff? Just put the good stuff to pull me in and then intersperse your garbage throughout it so that I like don't feel like <laughs> I have to get through a textbook to understand things. Yep. Terraria seems like one of those kind of games where you have to almost read the manual before you can jump into it and enjoy yourself right off the bat. And you also got to be kind of laid back on video games where you're, yeah, you die, but your character's coming back. Yeah, you might have lost some money, but... Unless you play it in the other mode where you lose items, then I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't know if it plays into it at all either that um, my like whole gaming setup here is very... I have a lot of other distractions. It's not like a just kind of lays around yeah, and play Terraria method. Yeah, you have the other screen open. So. Yeah, and I've got other people that... like Everyone wants to play something with me, and I'm like, I don't have time to play with everyone. So I have to pick and choose the things I want to play and the things I don't have time for right now that I'll put off until later. Yep. You know, the people that I haven't played games with in a while, the people I want to play games with. And it's just it's a back and forth. But I feel like if it was on, I don't want to say a different platform because I don't play it on PS4 because it's just the controls aren't great. And unless you're sitting right in front of your screen, everything is so small that it's not worth like straining my eyes over. Yeah. I feel like was, if it was a, a game on the 3DS that we could play together. Or, you know, the Switch. Or the Switch. Which is getting the... Which is... Get, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if we were to pick up the version for the Switch, I may end up getting into that. 
But again, that's mm-hmm. then we're buying it for a third time or fourth if you count individually. Yep. So we've got the PS4 copy. We both have a copy for PC, and then we'd have a copy for Switch. And we'd need Diablo on the Switch too. I don't know about need. Yes, that's it. No, because see, I'd like Diablo is one of those games that you need. and I have a lot of fun because we were able to sit we, on the couch. We need it and play it. Need them. I did. A, listen, I did a whole thing on <laughs> this week in gaming about why I'm not excited. I'm excited that Diablo three is coming to the switch because it means it can handle Diablo. Yes. Which is great. If you want it, we can pick it up and you can just play Diablo all day long on the switch. I will. Um, but I will get my Ganon I'm excited armor. because it means that when Diablo four potentially drops, if it's anything similar to Diablo three's current build and not like running the next generation of graphics capabilities that the switch can't handle then we may potentially see a release of diablo 4 on the switch mm-hmm. which i would love because then i'd be like all right well i'm gonna buy it for that platform off the bat if it comes out at the same time maybe we'll see but get an armor. <coughs> excuse me <laughs> what get an armor get an armor yeah, that's what's going to be on the oh, Diablo no. for the Switch. Yeah, that's right, because you get all sorts of like cool stuff that's Nintendo-specific because it's Nintendo system, and Nintendo is like that. Yep. Kind of like when Skyrim dropped on the Switch, and you could get Zelda's ar- or Link's armor. Yeah. The that's... Legend of Zelda armor. <laughs> Maybe you could get Zelda's dress. I don't know. That'd be pretty neat. <laughs> well, in, um, oh, what was it called? Oh, the Triforce know. Heroes. Yeah, the three-player one for the... Yeah. Um, 3DS? 3DS, you can get a dress, I believe. Neat. I believe it's that game. It's been a while since I played that one because I got to a point where you actually need other players yeah, to fight the boss. Yeah, it's very much like you need just, multiplayer. It's at least, too frustrating to switch characters and keep doing all these things. Cause, I mean, at least they made it in a way where you can, you don't have to have three copies of the game to play with three people. You just need one copy of the game and the other two people can link to you. Yep. Pun intended. So... <laughs> Anyway, trailing off of Diablo, I don't know. I'm still borderline with uh, with Terraria. Like, I want to like it. I just, I'm having a hard time finding my way to liking it mm. is the thing. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just like one of these things I'm going to have to take a, take a day and feel like I'm in school again and do a lot of research on Terraria so that I can understand the game well enough to actually enjoy it. I'm starting to feel like that that it's like become the Rick and Morty of games where people are like, no, you just don't understand it. That's why you're not enjoying it. (laughs) Maybe that's the case. I don't know. (laughs) But so moving on from there, uh, I don't know how much time you've had to think on it, but I mentioned this morning the idea of discussing our game characters that we think relate to each other and ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like I've been pondering on a game character uh, that or game character or characters that I think fit your personality. I've been trying to think of one for me. Uh, I might actually have a couple off the top of my head, but I've actually spent more time thinking on characters that would relate to you, and so vice versa. Yep. So let's start with characters. We'll go, like, I'll go, then you, then me, then you again. Okay. We'll go back and forth. So, like, characters that make you think of yourself or that you feel like you can relate to. So for me... I don't know why, but Tom Nook comes to mind. <laughs> um, not because I'm like hunting people down for their mortgages. Just, I don't know, something about Tom Nook and his whole like thrifty Tom Nookishness. <laughs> he's He's got a bad rap as like some guy who wants to shake you down for all your worth. 
but he's really... Well, he really, doesn't actually he's come pretty, over and harass you. Yeah, no, so. he's pretty lenient. He's like, yeah, no, just pay, repay your mortgage whenever. Yep. Um, and I feel like if I was uh, a landlord of any sort, I'd just kind of like... I'd be a terrible landlord because I'd be Tom Nook. I'd be like, yeah, well, uh, pay me whenever, whatever. It's not really... <laughs> like, you have a place, you're happy, things are going well. Uh, just, <laughs> just pay me when you can. But... I don't know if I'd go so far as his like, oh, you paid off your mortgage. You want a bigger house? No, not really. Ah, oh, you want a bigger house and then forcefully give you a bigger house. <laughs> that just seems kind of shady. I feel like you forcefully gave me a bigger house, though. <laughs> Maybe uh, I have better will to say no. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm trying to exclude characters that I customize and build. Mm. Like games like Mass Effect fallout where i'm customizing a character and specifically trying to make that character something i can relate to i'm trying to think of like game characters that are pre-built that i feel like i could relate to so i mean tom nook comes to mind um i i can't quite say dante from devil may cry because i'm not that kind of like snarky badass but <laughs> i almost feel like we have a similar sense of humor and speaking of humor i guess the last one that i would um, say that I can relate to is GLaDOS from Portal because of the like the high end sarcasm that sometimes almost goes over your head and then you're like oh wait a second and it's that dry sort of like industrial humor I guess because of the theme of the game so that's that's my end of what I think I would fit into so what about you what are game characters that you think you could identify with or that you think fit you I feel like the one I most identify with is Colette from Tales of Symphonia. She We actually agree on that because <laughs> that's one that was on my list. Spoiler alerts. She's kind of klutzy. She always like keeps that happy behavior on her, but she's actually like not always the happiest person. She's also very soft spoken. Yeah, she's very soft spoken. Um she just kind of goes yeah, along she, with things. She just goes on merrily, not really saying that much, unless she has to. She keeps quiet. She you doesn't know, always inform everybody what's going on. <laughs> I didn't take into account Tails characters when I was thinking of this list, except for Colette, which I don't <laughs> know why it didn't trigger a thing with Tails characters for me. But yeah, no, Colette's actually like my top of the list for characters that <laughs> i think you fit with yeah. for all those reasons um any other characters or um i do feel like i feel kind of fit in with um why am i not thinking of her name midna midna from twilight princess yeah see i haven't played enough of it to understand midna's character she she's kind of annoying when she's the imp Yep. But I feel like I'm sometimes a little tiny thing that's annoying to people. <laughs> oh. Uh, so that's how I kind of Then why Midna and not Navi? I feel like... Uh, <laughs> not quite that level of annoying. Yeah. Navi wasn't intentionally... In well, I guess I'm not intentionally annoying. So maybe I, I fit more with Navi than Midna. <laughs> so hey, not really, really intentionally annoying, but I feel like I am. Oh. Um... Hmm. Well, I don't feel that you're annoying. <laughs> Colette related to me so much, I don't think I've thought of too many other characters. Okay, so then I'm going to pull it back. Okay. Um, characters I want to relate to, 
I just want to add the one more in there because now that I'm like thinking of Tails characters, I feel like um, Captain Malik from Tales of Graces F, which you'll meet later on in the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like maybe not so much my character traits would identify with him, but like something about him. I'm just like completely drawn to his character. <laughs> so I figured I'd mention that anyway. Um, hmm. Anyone else in our group that was uh, with us when we used to stream Tales of Graces F like a year and a half, two years ago, uh, we'll probably remember the the Daddy Malik comments. Uh, he's, it's very funny. But um, let's see outside of that. So characters that. I think you fit with Colette was the top of my list, followed by Chell from Portal, because you are very good at logical thinking and puzzle solving, <laughs> but you're very quiet and Chell doesn't speak. So <laughs> I figured that was that was fitting. Um, that and like in the same aspect, Link, because he's kind of the the unspoken hero, but also <laughs> like puzzle solving and everything else. Uh, it's a lot of that whole like the logical puzzle solving and that that you've got going on. Okay. So that was my list of characters that I think fit with you. Now, what about <laughs> what characters do you think fit with me? Uh, well, one of them that first came to mind is uh, Zach fair from final fantasy seven. I don't know Zach fair's character all that well, but I know uh, people used to fangirl over him all the time. <laughs> so on that range, like nobody that I know of other than you fangirls over me. So, <laughs> I don't know if we have that much in common, but why why is that why is he on your list? Because well, he's very confident, or at least he shows the confidence. Okay. Um, he usually if he has a goal in mind, he goes for that goal. He's always yeah. No, that like, that sounds like me for the most part. And like one of the things that made me most think you relate with him was. Uh, at the end of Crisis Core there and uh, Cloud's memory of him, he's talking about being the jack of all trades because we can do everything as long as we try it. And I kind of feel like that relates a lot to you. Boy, does it. Boy, have I tried just about everything. <laughs> yep. um, another character I feel like you relate to for similar reasons is Lloyd from... Lloyd Tales Irving, wake up. <laughs> I cannot sleep standing, though. <laughs> he is definitely like he was one of my favorites from what I've played of Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. Um, but for what reasons? Well, also he has the confidence in himself. He's very he ambition. Does. Uh, ambition. Ambitious. He is ambition. <laughs> but like he keeps the fun in him. He does. Uh, I like that. He's very optimistic. I feel like from what I've played of him. Now, I haven't beat Tales of Symphonia or yeah, Tales of Symphonia yet. I keep wanting to say Grace's F because it's just the one that sticks in my head the most. I haven't beat Symphonia yet, but from what I remember of Lloyd, he was very uh, optimistic the entire time they were around. Was it uh, his nose they screwed up in the wanted posters or something and that he was complaining about? I remember the wanted posters for him looked really goofy. Yeah, I like, think they always typically do that, even if you play... Uh... Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, if you see your wanted poster, your nose is really big. Oh, geez. <laughs> Always accentuate the nose. Yeah. It's very important. Uh, any, th any other characters come to mind? Or? Um, I don't have anything like specific I'm looking for. I just, I'm curious. Not really. I thought I had a third character, but I don't remember. Okay. 
Well, works for me. <laughs> so was, that actually took a lot of my uh, of my thought for the day was uh, what characters. Honestly, it was I think it was harder for me to find characters that fit with me because I think we always have a sort of skewed vision of ourselves. Yeah. As compared to how everyone else sees us, because, you know, I've always got a 100 percent complete understanding of what's going on in my head and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And that doesn't necessarily always come off to other people. So, And, of course, you're thinking of fangirling over Zach, and you yep. wouldn't have thought that for yourself. Right. I wouldn't have, except, except from you. There's plenty of people that fangirl over you, though. Uh, I guess you and Jeff, maybe. <laughs> static Crowbar. Static, yeah. <laughs> static Crowbar might. Uh, shout out to Static Crowbar. Uh, all right, so... Moving on from there, we wanted to touch on the topic of, I was thinking about how if you're in a relationship, because I have quite a few friends that are in relationships where they're a gamer, their significant other is not. Yeah. They don't play games or, you know, maybe it's at the point where like they don't play games, but they understand like the appeal of it. They'll sit down and watch you play a game every now and then, whatever the case may be. And, um, but we are, we both play games, I think more actively in recent years than uh, when we first started dating. Yeah. But sometimes we play very different games. Yep. You obviously like Terraria a lot more than I do. <laughs> and I play a lot more first person shooters that are not your style. We talked about that in our uh, genre identity episode that we did. Yep. So I guess I want to pick your brain a little on what you think is a good balance between because I know there's always the balance with non-gamers and gamers of like okay i'm gonna take time to play with my friends and then i'm also going to take time to spend with you whether it's like binging netflix or just hanging around whether we're going on a date whatever the case may be uh and sometimes you and i will like we'll hop into elder scrolls online recently and we can play Mm -hmm. that together for a while uh we play other games together diablo we've played um we're gonna end up by the time this episode comes out we will have streamed affordable space adventures Yep. And, you know, we dabble around in couch co-op as well as some games on PC. Sometimes when we're streaming, it's, you know, I'm playing the game and you're helping with decisions and watching and taking part in the story and helping interact with chat and whatnot. Um, But I guess. I don't know. What do you think makes for a good balance between time together and time with friends? And then, of course, it's not just one or the other, because sometimes we have times where we're playing together with friends. Yeah. You know, sometimes we do prop hunt and it's you and me and like three or four or five other people and we're all playing the same game. Do you still consider that like time spent together or does that feel more like time with friends and we should still have separate time together? It feels like a mixture of both. Like we're spending time together as well as with friends. Pretty much like if we did a couple of things, but with groups of friends you're still with each other, spending time with each other, but also with friends. Yeah. So I don't really see it as just time with friends or anything it's a like It's a reasonable that. middle ground kind of deal. Yeah. See, I like doing games like that because I think it balances my, my ability to, okay, these are the people that want to play games with me right now. I can satisfy them by playing games with them, satisfy myself by being able to play games with friends, and also spend time with you in the game. So I feel like that's a that's a nice balance. But it's also one of those things when I was talking about getting ESO, I'm like, if if you didn't also get into Elder Scrolls online, I probably wouldn't have bothered um, 
letting Jeff pick it up for me. He might have anyway, but yep. I told him, I was like, look, if, if Annabelle's not going to get into this, then I don't think that I can honestly justify you spending the money because games like, like ESO MMOs and games like that, that have a very long storyline. They've got a lot going on in game, a lot of end game content that demand a lot of your time that you can play with friends. I don't want to become the world of Warcraft boyfriend. That's like, <laughs> Oh, he's off playing his game with his friends again. And just like leaves you behind. So I try to make sure when we're playing ESO that there's a balance between like, okay, well, I want to try and keep bringing you up to where we're at so that once you're high enough level and we've all reached like the point where we can go on raids and do dungeons and things like that, we can just all hop into a party and do that together. But I know you don't have a lot of uh, spare time right now anyway, because you've got school full time, you've got work full time. So and then you got to like full time takes my computer. Yeah. Takes the computer for work and the computer for school. So yeah, it's it's a struggle. I think it'll get a lot easier once school is over for you, because I know I've freed up a lot of time now that school is over. Uh, I've given a lot of that to working a full time job, though. So it's yeah. Well, that's why I figured I'd ask like. And I guess in that respect too, games that we play together, like when we're hanging out on the couch playing Diablo. Would you consider that couples time? Is that like, or do you feel like that's okay? Well, we're playing a game, which is not really something I feel like doing. So we should still, this doesn't really count as us time. Like if we talk about it later, like we didn't have any us time this week. Well, no, but we played through Diablo three again. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not really like us time. We don't get to like talk or do anything. Uh, where do you, where do you stand with that? With cup gaming as a couple without friends? I, I feel like that's more of an us time. That's good. I, I think so, too. But I think that is because we're both gamers. It's not like you're um, compromising and being like, I guess I will play this game with you and we'll consider we'll call it quality time together. I, I think the last time we played Diablo, I was like, let's play Diablo. Yeah, well, we, ha we had a very long break from playing Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a very strange place at that point um, with everything I was working on and the games that I wanted to play and everything else. We should play Yoshi Woolly World. Oh, jeez. Yoshi Woolly World. <laughs> well, I mean, you get one game to pick every week, so. And we have the Pro Controller back now. I'm just signed my own death warrant. You love then it. Then if we do that, you're going to have to listen to me rant about Yoshi's Woolly World. No. You, you will. You listen to it every week anyway. <laughs> I'm going to have my rants about Yoshi's Woolly World and hopefully, like, calm myself the f down while we're playing because <laughs> i all i remember about the last time we played is that i got very enraged at the fact that like the collision between players is not conducive to a cooperative gaming experience <sighs> <sighs> there's my yoshi woolly world rant for this week Calm down. that's six episodes and six rants <laughs> maybe we'll finish this off next week <laughs> with the seventh episode and my final rant on yoshi's woolly world um and what about like time? Because I know I don't get a lot of during the week time. Like I'm, I leave for work eight thirty in the morning. I get home around seven thirty, eight o'clock, depending on traffic. And from when I get home, it's like cook dinner, have dinner, relax a little bit, and then we moved our streaming schedule back an hour to help accommodate because it was like sometimes I get home at eight fifteen and we have forty five minutes to cook dinner, eat dinner, shower, and start stream. 
which involves usually moving a console into the studio space, hooking that up, everything up, getting Streamlabs going, letting Streamlabs crash a couple times, <laughs> trying to get the stream to start, and then finally getting it started two minutes beforehand, whereas I would prefer to start five to ten minutes beforehand so we have time for people to file in, time for notifications to get out and everything before we actually start an episode. Yep. So we moved our streaming schedule back to ten to accommodate and because of that, obviously, streams will be running a little later now. So it's basically going to be like finish stream, go to bed or yeah. finish stream, stay up late, depending on what day it is. Yeah. So days during the week, I kind of feel bad if it's like, oh, well, here we are. It's Tuesday and I want to play such and such game with Jeff. Like, I was like, I know he just picked up Battlefield. So I guess does it upset you if I come home and I'm like, OK, well, I know we have our podcast today. We're going to podcast and relax a little bit and talk after work. But as soon as we're done podcasting and everything is set, I'm hopping into a game with Jeff for a little while. Uh, or is that kind of like, you know, okay, well, I mean, during the week, we don't get a whole lot of time to spend together anyway because of our work schedules. Yeah. So like, you know, we try and set stuff aside to do together on the weekends and hopefully we can get more of that incorporated. But I think also like we have set days for streaming. We have set days for podcasting. We don't really have set days right now between us for like us time. It just kind of happens when it can happen. Yeah. Especially with me working on weekends. Yeah. And I, I feel really like we should. Knowing if it's going to happen or not until Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should start planning a little bit more like we time on the weekends yeah. for us to play games together. Um, I know if we're starting up on Wednesday with Affordable Space Adventures and people love like really like that game, I want to get to through the end of it. I want to play through that whole story. And yep. that is a multiplayer game that devolves a lot of cooperation and good communication. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, that could be and to help to intersperse our single player experiences like we've been having with Life is Strange, Detroit Become Human, so that that can also feel more like us time. Yep. Rather I did than like just... that time we did Unraveled. Yeah, that's right, because we did Unravel 2. Yep. Uh, we haven't done Unravel 1 because that was a single-player experience, yep. which, I mean, we still could do. True. We could always play Dizies on it mm -hmm. uh, since, you know, we both did a pretty good job with Unravel 2, I thought. So, and that was, I think that was a lot of fun. Like, it's nice having you in the streams, even if it's like, even if you're not playing, we're just kind of there hanging around because then, like, you can also interact with the chat and give your opinions on what we should do as far as decisions go. But I think it's definitely, uh, I have a little bit more fun on the nights that we're actually playing something together for yeah. the stream. But you know, there's so, f there's so many story based games that I want to play and get through with, with you and with the stream and so few multiplayer games. Yep. But there are a few, so we'll, we'll have to intersperse them. I think. Mm hmm. Uh, what are, do you have any other thoughts on, uh, game time as far as like the separation of gaming with friends, gaming with each other? Mm, not really. Sometimes I feel like when I'm behind, like in, uh, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls, I, I don't like doing the group thing because I feel like I'm holding everybody else back that's joined the group while I'm trying to get caught up. Well, I mean, the thing like you don't have a lot of time right now with between school and work to like, OK, I, I came home from work. I'm just going to sit down and when my stuff's done uploading for work, I'm going to hop into ESO and play through some stuff single player style yeah. to get caught up with everyone. 
So like the only times that you're able to play right now are when we're all like, hey, we're hopping into a group. Let's go. Yep. And I like to think that the the people that join in and are aware that like I'm playing this game all, a lot because you're playing it too. So yeah. I don't think that like anyone else. In, I know I don't have a problem with it. I don't think anyone else in the group does either. Because, yeah. you know, Jeff's got time. He he can run stuff through ESO when he wants to. Yeah. So he's got the main character that he plays, and then he has the character that he plays when we're playing together. So, and he has a much better understanding of the map and the world than I do. So he's, he's really good to be a house. guide <laughs> and really good to be there and as a helping hand kind of deal. But I don't know. I wouldn't feel like you're holding anyone back. I prefer to play with you as a lower level and, like, bring you up to where we're at rather than not play with you at all. Cause otherwise yeah. it's just going to increase the gap between us character level wise. Yeah. And then it's going to be like, I know that feeling when you fall behind everyone else and it's like, okay, well I just hop back into the game now that school's over and I'm level 12 and everyone else is level 50. Yeah. Like, so you're either just going to be walking around with everyone, one shotting everything around you and basically waltzing through your missions or, you've stopped caring because like everyone else has already been there, done that. That was my big problem with destiny Two, actually, because when destiny two came out was the start of my fall semester, my final semester. So I didn't buy it for PS4 when it came out. And a lot of my friends did. And all the friends that I played destiny one with pretty much bought destiny two when it launched. And then by the time I picked it up or got it in late November, early December, and the semester was ending, everyone I knew was pretty much sick and tired of playing it. So I'm like, well, I know Jeff would play with me regardless because yeah. he's just we're fun playing together, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just felt bad because I'm like everyone's just, at that point. Everyone's just complaining about all the things that were wrong with Destiny 2 mm. that they missed from Destiny. And like, Bungie, how could you screw this up? Why is this game garbage? This is trash. And I'm like, OK, well, uh, why bother continuing? Because all I'm going to have to do is pull Jeff back and make him do this all over again. And they made a lot of updates. That's the only reason I'm like excited to get back into it now is because of the Forsaken patch. But that's a whole thing in and of itself that gets into game mechanics and things that I missed from the first Destiny. But yeah, I just, I don't know. That's part of my, I don't know if I, anxiety is the right word for it. Part of what concerns me, I guess, is I don't, like, I really want to get into Destiny 2, and I have a good group of people that I can get into Destiny 2 with. But I also don't want you to feel like that's all I do <laughs> and that we're not gaming together. So I think we should probably find some time and be like, okay, either these nights after stream, maybe not streaming nights, actually, but like, say, Saturday nights. Like, Saturday nights are the nights that uh, we're going to pick a game and play together or pick a game and... You know, like a game you want to play and I'll watch you play because it's a single player thing or we'll yeah. play Dizies or whatever the case is. Because we definitely need to play more Tales games. Yeah, I was very excited with Grace's F and because I know my way through that and vice versa with Symphonia because you know your way through that. Yep. So that's a lot of time that we can log into that and actually get through an experience together. So that's that's my thoughts for for the future anyway. I don't think I think that's pretty much the end of what I had to say on on the subject. <laughs> Do you have any other closing thoughts for the gaming with friends, gaming with each other, Delio? I do like the couch co-op games more than the computer games. Uh, like but, the console couch co-op type games? Yeah. I mean, like, we've played some on like NES. We've played some yeah. on PS3, PS4. 
like uh, you know, uh, lovers and dangerous space time, yep. portable space adventures, unraveled. I like those type games. They're easy to relax with. I think yep. if if there's one thing that consoles really have going for them, it's cooperative multiplayer. Yeah. Because I mean, people will argue day and night of like, oh, consoles are pathetic compared to PC because they can't run these specs. They can't do this. They can't like first person shooters are obviously better on PC because reasons Uh, I'm not this is not what this episode's about. I'm not delving into that. But I think that consoles definitely make it really easy for you. All you have to worry about is your controller. Right. So like and if you're playing something like the switch and you're using a set of two joy cons, you can like, okay, if we're playing on the TV, I can actually have an arm around you and have a controller in each hand and still be playing, which is kind (laughs) of neat. It's like the ultimate uh, the ultimate couples cuddle console (laughs) so but no i i agree those are like i like relaxing nights like that and i think that's what draws me to games like diablo 3 uh champions Baldur's gate yeah uh gauntlet dark legacy games like that where it was you know couch co-op controller and just get lost in something yep like, I think a good date night would just be like, OK, well, we're going to start Diablo three over again with a new character or start like another game or start a season or something. And we're going to run through it. Actually, seasons would be pretty fun to do. Maybe we should just make we a thing of that. Every time season. a new season comes out, we'll just try and get through it. All right. Well, that's because we were playing seasons with four players and it, trying to coordinate once a week and things weren't going great. And it, it was really uncomfortable to play in the studio because you got yeah. like three folding chairs in the computer chair. Yeah. It's like. No one wants to sit for long periods of time like that. If we were playing on a, like a, on the couch in the living room as all four of us, yep. we, I think we would have been fine. But because we were trying to stream it at the same time, it wasn't as relaxed and natural as it could have been. Yeah. You know, like just make up a couple bowls of popcorn, sprinkle some ketchup seasoning on it. Thank you, Jamie. And uh, <laughs> just to hang out and play Diablo, right? Like we got a whole bunch of like Mountain Dew and seltzer because Jeff and me. But yep. <laughs> so... I don't know. That sounds like it'd be a really relaxing time, real chill time. Mm -hmm. But I think that's going to be something like we could make a double date night out of and just have them down here and we'll do like a four player cooperative dealio. Maybe lovers in a dangerous space time, even something. Yeah. But yeah, we should definitely make some more time for couch co-op. Like relaxing couch co-op, not just in stream. Yeah. Like just time for us to chill out, unwind, relax, Mm -hmm. shoot the breeze, whatever it is. (laughs) On that note, though. Uh, unless you have any closing thoughts for the for my final time as I keep adding closing thoughts. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back again next week um, with probably my rant on Yoshi's Woolly World. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> and next week I wanted to delve into our favorite video game related comics, which I'm excited about. I have such a handful of comics that I need to introduce you to. You don't need to read through them all. Just like we'll get a basic understanding. We'll go from there. But until then, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next week with another episode of Health and Mana. Uh, Stay happy and enjoy the game. Bye. Bye.